Hello and welcome to Chewing the Fat with Mike, the podcast where we remind you to be grateful for waking up today, food in your pantry, and most importantly, coffee in your cup. I am your host, Michael D. Smith. Today, I want to talk about cooking. As far as a skill that you practice and perfect, as far as your palate goes, by the way, I'm sorry if I seem tired, I just got off of work. That's what I've been doing lately. I get off of work and then I come here and I spend two hours at home messing around with the podcast, trying to record and edit so it doesn't come out sounding like trash. I'm going to take a brief intermission, aka coffee break, and I'll see you in a few. And I am back. I've got a little coffee in me, got a little pep in my step, and I'm ready to roll. So as I was saying... Cooking is a life skill, and it'll save you a lot of money if you cook at home. Now, I understand there are some ingredients that go above and beyond what you're willing to pay for certain ingredients, but there are ingredients you can substitute, such as whipping cream. Instead, you can use half and half or even cheaper milk. However, I am not saying it is going to taste as great substituting cheaper ingredients. But I do feel like cooking is ultimately a skill that people need to learn. For instance, I remember watching my father cook when I was little. However, the thing about it was I really didn't get into it until my later years. It took me until I was actually about like 28 to now to really gather an interest in it because... (laughs) When I was working out a lot, I was just eating chicken and rice all the time. And, I mean, that was fine for what I was trying to do. But as far as being skilled a little bit, as far as cooking goes, I was trash in my younger years. But I did like to say that I knew how to cook. Mainly, the only thing I really knew how to cook was spaghetti. (laughs) But if you really want to learn how to cook... I would advise Pinterest. My dad told me the same thing, and I I kind of dogged him for it at first. But after a while, I looked on there, and you can find some really good stuff, really simple stuff, and really cheap meals. And they're really good, too. However, I'm going to give you a little exclaimer. Not all of them are great. Not all simple meals are great. Sometimes those meals that you have to spend a couple hours on are the best ones. Like just the other day. I'll use my own life as an example. Just the other day, I looked up on Pinterest the ingredients I would need for something called a cowboy stew. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll buy all this stuff. Right on. Bought it all and I just did what Pinterest told me to do and I followed it step by step. And it said, oh, cook the bacon then remove the bacon but because I was using the bacon fat as my base. And then I cooked the sausage and I cooked the meat and the bacon fat. And it was it was like a stew and it came out freaking delicious. However, it did take about 2 hours to make, but it was so good, guys. I'm not, I wouldn't I wouldn't lie to you. It was so good when I was done. My girlfriend even rated it a nine. Can I get a hallelujah? But she 
Yeah, even she liked it. And everything I've made, I always ask her to rate, like, everything, just so she doesn't feel bad when I ask her to rate my dishes, you know, so she doesn't give it a false high, you know, sneaky, sneaky. But it told me it was really good, and it was a nine. So I was kind of impressed, and I was happy with that. And I ate it today for lunch, actually, and it was really good. came out really good, and I'm surprised how well... It held, but at the same time, that's all in there. Pinterest is actually a beautiful thing. So, moving on, I want to talk about the money portion, because you know, that's kind of my thing, but I want to move into how much money eating at home saves you. Just ingredients alone, I mean, even if you pile them all up, and they ended up equaling what one meal would cost you, you have leftovers for days and days. Well, so most of the time, depending on how much you make versus how much you eat. I like to eat a lot. I'm, I'm a bigger boy, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> depending on how much you make versus how much you eat, you have leftovers for a little while, for a day or two maybe. And you got no one trying to sell you anything as well. Because, I mean, those waitresses, when you go out, they, they do. I mean, they do try to sell you stuff or they try to push a special sometimes and i mean i get it i get it it's just the nature of what restaurants have to do sometimes i get that but and then at the same time you don't have to tip anybody you can tip yourself make yourself a scotch and soda you know what i'm saying yeah but anyway i mean you you can even make that food taste just as good but the thing about eating at home too is like those restaurants they have to make that food taste good. Who knows what they necessarily add to it to make it taste good. So not only are you saving money by eating at home, you also might be saving yourself some sugar intake because they have to make that palatable. They have to keep you coming back being like, oh yeah, I'm just going to come back for this. They have to do that because that is how they thrive as a business. And I'm not saying restaurants are bad. I'm not saying never go out. I'm just saying this is a way for me to help you save money. Actually, for you to help yourself and learn a new life skill. Because you guys know I'm looking out for you. You guys know I got your best interest at heart. Also looking out for that pocketbook too. You know what I'm saying? But after a while, when you get everything down and you get everything to where you understand it, cooking can be fun. I mean, it can be. It can also be looked at as more of a chore. And that just depends on who you are as a person. And I'm not saying the other way is wrong. I'm not saying that they're evil because they want to spend money or they want to go out. All I'm saying is that if you don't have a lot of money, this is the scenario that would best suit you. Cooking at home. And who knows? You might actually like it. You never know. But I can tell you this. When I'm at home and I make a steak and a baked potato with it, that ultimately would probably cost me around seven, eight bucks, depending on how much the steak weighs. But if you were to get that at a restaurant, they'd probably charge you about 15 to 20 dollars. And then, you know, you'd have to pay for your drink, whatever you got to drink. And then, You'd have to add 20% tip your waiter or waitress. 
And don't get me wrong. I understand tipping's a part of going out. It's part of the whole the upcharge is part of the whole restaurant experience. It's part of the atmosphere. It's how the business keeps itself going. And I, I have no animosity towards that. It only becomes a problem when people overdo it. Also, I wanted to talk about how restaurants do overserve you. I mean, if you take a look at the plate sizes from like, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago, and you look at the plate sizes now, I mean, you can tell they're definitely serving twice as much food. And if you're trying to watch your waistline, that might not be the greatest thing for you. But if you're me, you walk in there and you see a plate really big full of food, you're just like, huh. Challenge accepted. Alright. But a healthier me is a happier me. So, you know, kind of a double-edged sword there, you know. Food, healthy and happiness. Food, healthy and happiness. Let's make some bad decisions. Well, that's going to about wrap it up for this episode. I'll see you guys later. And remember to stay blessed.